You are Locked On Wolverines, your daily podcast on the Michigan Wolverines, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Thursday for you. It's Tuesday for me still. So happy Thursday. Locked On Wolverines podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which it what? <laughs> Where is your team every day? Wow, how did I forget that? I'm your man on the ground, Isaiah Hole, publisher of Wolverine's Wire. I didn't forget that. Uh, through USA Today Sports Media Group. And uh, we are doing the Michigan mailbag. And uh, I apologize for those who are normally looking for a, uh, a Wednesday call. And because uh, I didn't do the Wednesday call. Uh, we did it... Uh, we did it at a different time because of my travel schedule and wanting to be able to maximize uh, everything that I could as far as that's concerned. So uh, anyway, we are going to go ahead and get to it as soon as I add one question I realized I just got <laughs> that I almost didn't add. Uh, so anyway, starting with our leaders and best, James Crudup at James Crudup 6. Would you be satisfied with Minter or Elston or Campanelli? Or would you like to see an out-of-the-blue name pop up? So, obviously, this one's obsolete. Uh, we got plenty of defensive coordinator questions, but um, I, I will answer most of them if I can in different ways. Uh, but uh, I, 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 I would have been happiest, I think, with what it seems like Michigan got. Michigan hasn't announced as of me talking right now. Certainly by Thursday, I would imagine at the, this point they've announced – uh, Jesse Minter is the defensive coordinator, but uh, I, uh, I I think he's the one I'm happiest with. Uh, he's the one that's going to give you the most continuity outside of Wink Martindale, which wasn't going to happen. Um, but uh, and as much as I would have liked to have seen them and gone and, and got like a hot shot young guy from somewhere else, I mean, Jesse Minter's 38 years old. He uh, coached with uh, coached with Mike McDonald. While he didn't necessarily run the exact same scheme at, at his stops at either uh, Georgia State or Indiana State or Vanderbilt, uh, certainly if Michigan wants him to run that type of scheme, uh, he certainly can do it at Michigan. He can, you know, if he needs any help, I'm certainly Mike McDonald, as uh, my uh, colleague and roommate Matt Leach said on the Wednesday show, he can just give him a call. I mean, it's he's got a, he's got kind of uh, an inside track. Uh, and he's got the got the experience of being a being a play caller and all of that. So uh, I would have loved Campanelli as well. Uh, he was my guy. He was really. I remember walking back once from uh, from a game. Uh, I used to park. I'm not going to tell you where I used to park because I don't want y'all to start taking it, even though I'm not parking there. But anyway, I was walking back, and there was this black SUV. All of a sudden, I just hear like this very Jersey voice being like, "Hey, bro." What's going on? <laughs> and I, I look at his Anthony Campanelli, and uh, he, he was a, he was something. He was fun. So uh, I would have liked him as well, but uh, uh, obviously it's uh, you, you still got an NFL caliber position coach coordinating the defense that still uh, keeps with that, and uh, so, you know supposedly the continuity of being able to run the same scheme as Mike McDonald did. So we'll see how that works. He's the one that I'm uh, most happy about, I think, because anything else requires a complete change in defense, probably. 
Josh Barajadiki with the Gaddis text about the administration. What's the overall impression of how Ward has been as an athletic director above, below, or meets expectations? I think in a lot of ways he's above. I think that the I understand Gaddis wanted more, <laughs> but it's I think that uh, for the most part Ward has done a great job. He has he didn't strong arm Jim, which could have certainly made Jim just be like, all right, well, I'm out. And then Michigan could be in a coaching search situation, even though Jawan Howard hasn't done that great this year. I mean, it's a young team. Uh, and obviously he did a lot with uh, what he had the last couple of years. Uh, and then not just uh, the, those revenue sports. He's done an excellent job with all of the non-revenue sports. So uh, I, I think that Ward's done a, a fantastic job. I am biased. I will admit that I am biased since I am friends with Ward, but uh, I think he has done a fantastic job, and uh, I think he's been an excellent ambassador for Michigan, and it'll be interesting to see what he does on the college football playoff committee as well. Uh, my brother in metal, Michael Wolf at MWolf21, with the returning talent, does Michigan's offense move to top 10 elite levels next year? I, I think it's certainly within the realm of possibility, but at the same time, you've got to have everything still kind of fall in place and be smart with uh, the play calling, uh, with the new play caller. Uh, supposedly, because I'm no one's really 100% sure. I think, I mean, I think that Gaddis probably called most of the plays, if not all. But uh, it's one of those things where Matt Weiss very well could have been involved. Uh, Sharon Moore could have been involved. We, we don't ever really get clarity on that without having an all or nothing documentary behind the scenes. It's kind of hard to know because they're not going to tell us, you know. Um, generally, I do know that like Gaddis called the plays at least the first two years. I don't know how, if anything changed this year. Uh, so. Uh, I, I think though with the talent, yeah, it could be, it could be a really, I mean, one, it could be technically one of the best wide receiver rooms in the country. Uh, maybe it's not as highly ranked as like the Ohio States of the world, but, uh, I think that, uh, you've got a lot of players that can play. You've got a really good tight ends room, obviously running backs room, the quarterback situation's excellent. The, uh, offensive line poised to be excellent. So I, I think it certainly could be there. And I, what I'm hoping to see is, maybe a little bit more downfield passing, a little bit more separation from the wide receivers, a couple of things like that. With Ronnie Bell returning, it certainly could open things up as well. Uh, Jimmy Whitner at Jimmy Whitner one. If you could choose the coaching staff hires for Michigan, who would you pick? Um, so I don't know who I would pick as a, I don't really know that I have an opinion as far as that's concerned, to be honest, because it's, I just don't really think in those terms. Um, uh, off, so we already know who the defensive coordinator is going to be. We we think at this juncture of me saying this on a Tuesday that uh, it's going to be Sharon Moore and uh, Matt Weiss as coordinators uh, with Sharon being the top guy, Matt Weiss being the secondary. Uh, and um, I think that I, I the only thing is, and this isn't a knock on Sharon, I, I think I would have liked Weiss more as the, the main guy, but um, I, I like the idea of an in, in-house hire. And I like uh, I, I, I like the idea of not changing too much based off of what you did last year. If anything, taking what you did last year and pressing forward even more. So I think that'll be interesting. Number two, if you could choose any position to get a five-star in the 23 class, what position would it be? That's very easy. Um, normally, I would say quarterback. Obviously, you want Dante Moore. They need linebackers. They need elite linebackers, man. Right, so if I could pick any any position... It would probably be that, but it'd probably be a tie between quarterback and linebacker. They just need to start pulling in more more elite linebackers. They've got 
Junior Coulson, Jaden Hood, those are those are guys that could really step up and all, all of that. But uh, on a consistent basis, they are not pulling in the linebacker talent that they need to. It kind of looks like they're starting to. I think Hilo's done a really, really good job on the recruiting trail. But uh, that's those are the two positions that really need to change. Or not change because, I mean, the quarterback, they've already got a five-star. They've done well. But we'll see. KRT at Farmwork 84. Andrew Anthony tweeted, OMG, our next move going to be crazy yesterday and was also seen at the women's basketball game with Jim. I'm intrigued. Any thoughts? Um, I think that Jim, him hanging out with Jim, I don't think he was like a loss, you know, a chance to be lost or anything, but I think it's good that uh, Jim's satiating a guy that he feels is really important to the team. And uh, as far as the the next move going to be crazy, I'm assuming that's about Sharon. I don't know that it's, I mean, I think some people were, were starting to say, Tom Brady, I mean, that wasn't going to happen. Um, would I have loved to have seen Brady, my unrequited best friend, here in Ann Arbor again? Absolutely, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. But I, I don't think it's anything more than just, uh, you know, players internally building hype. It is what it is. Brandon S616, Brandon, I did that backwards, but with it looking like uh, Weiss and Moore going to be sharing play calling next season, what is your gut reaction to this? Is Michigan settling? What improvements and downgrades do you potentially see compared to he who shall not be named in Josh Gaddis? Um, I, I, I like it, right? Because I think that the most important thing for Michigan to have success this next year is the continuity of the offense that they were running. And uh, it, it, certainly you can change some things. You can tweak some things. But essentially trying to keep things as close to the same so that the players aren't like, having to learn a whole new playbook and, you know, cause the, the best things that happen are when you, you have everything committed to memory. You can play fast and go fast and uh, without having to, to sit there and think. Uh, so I, I think offensively that's the, the best case scenario. I wouldn't want them to go out and get a different guy and then change things up. I think it's uh, it's best that they keep the same principles that they ran last year and if you want to find a way to push it forward, add, you know, obviously add new plays, add wrinkles, different ways for your, your skill players to get involved, clean, you know, figure out how to expunge things that maybe didn't work as well. I think that's perfect, but uh, more so than the defensive side, which has a lot of new starters, um, I, I think that it's, it's important to have the continuity. Jonathan Joseph finishing us out at Joseph 2156 what is your best guess for a staff for next year and positions? So at this juncture and by the time again that this airs, uh, this very well could be settled uh, and announced. But my my guess it is based off of Chris Ballas's most recent uh, Intel post that he and his tweet and all of that stuff. But uh, I, I would say it looks like this. Uh, offense, Sharon Moore, offensive coordinator and offensive line coach. Uh Matt Weiss, quarterbacks coach and co-offensive coordinator. Uh, keeping in mind, there is a delineation. One's offensive coordinator. The other one's the co-offensive coordinator. Uh, Ron Bellamy, wide receivers coach. Uh, Grant Newsom, tight ends coach. Mike Hart, running backs coach, associate head coach. Defensive coordinator, Jesse Minter. Uh, linebackers coach, uh, George Hilo. Defensive line coach, Mike Elston. Uh, safeties coach Jay Harbaugh. He's also will be the special teams coordinator, defensive backs coach, uh, and co-defensive coordinator Steve Klinkscale. 
All right, so that's going to do it for segment number one. Let's move on and get to the Victor's Valiant. But before we do, bet online as you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the playoffs. The big game is coming up on Sunday. I may or may not get to watch it because I will be getting home from the airport. But uh, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, right along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, let's continue on. We've still got plenty more questions. It starts to dwindle a little bit, but I am not going to complain about that. Jim at Jim in the North. When Gaddis says administration didn't value him, is he saying Harbaugh or manual? I mean, it could be a little bit of both, but I, I would imagine it's manual because I feel like it's probably his recognition that he had basically topped out at Michigan. They weren't probably going to give him any more money. They weren't going to up. They also weren't going to make him the head coach. So I think that that's what he's referring to. I'm certain that there's probably some Harbaugh stuff in there as well, just for the way things went with his departure. But uh, I would, because I would guess that Gaddis was also not like sp- spoken of as a as his offensive coordinator, that type of stuff. So is what it is. Why do the stable football program gods hate us? Listen, with success, you're going to have this. And uh, the, I think it probably doesn't seem that way because you look at Ohio State, and even though they've changed things this offseason, it seems like Ohio State's had the same staff forever. And I think part of that is that they get some guys that are going to be runoffs or at the end of their career. Uh, so they don't have as much turnover. But you look at Alabama, there's always turnover at Alabama, right? Um, and usually, just like with Michigan, you get guys taking a, a step forward. And uh, Mike McDonald took a step forward. Gaddis went lateral, and that is what it is. Uh, but uh, it, I don't think it's that bad, honestly. I don't, I don't know why it's being posited as a bad thing because this happens all the time, everywhere. It's the head coach interviewing for the NFL. That doesn't happen all the time, everywhere. Uh, when we see a live-action Sabine Wren, uh, he's talking Star Wars from uh, Rebels. For those who don't know, I would imagine so. I mean, we've already gotten Bo-Katan and uh, uh, Paz Vizsla. And, and I, I think that we'll see. I, obviously, Book of Boba Fett season finale is not out of me as I say this. Uh, I will be watching it on my plane ride on Wednesday. So, I mean, I would be surprised if we saw Sabine Wren in that episode. But I wouldn't also be surprised. I think we'll see Sabine for sure in the Ahsoka series. So... Uh, be interesting to see uh, if Tia Sirkar plays her or if they go a different direction. I, I I think that, I mean, some some people have come back and played the same role, like Cat Bane, uh, same guy, at least voice. 
So it'll be interesting, but obviously no different person entirely for Ahsoka Tano. Will Mendoza at Willie Will 9. So has Michigan made any changes or improvements with respect to NIL and transfer students? Is there any reason to hope things will actually be different? I mean, I would assume that, uh, ba- you know, based off of like just rumblings out there, uh, that's part of Jim. Jim's re-signing is somewhat contingent on at least some concessions. I don't know how much as far as transfer students that'll change because that's high, way higher up than the athletic department. But they need to figure the, these things out. Otherwise, Michigan's at a competitive disadvantage. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. I'm not sure that we'll know much of anything. It's not like they're going to announce it. Uh, who do you like in the Super Bowl? I think I like the Rams. I don't, I don't know that I, which team that I want to win. I know a lot of people around uh, Metro Detroit want Matthew Stafford to win. I think once he got past like the first round and got past Tom Brady and, and all of that, then uh, they didn't care as much about the draft pick. But um, And that would be nice to see Stafford win and David Long more so. But, uh, but the Bengals have been such a just a – I mean, I, I don't know. I, 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 I am enjoying Joe Burrow. And it's just, it's kind of a cool story. But at the same time, even though Cincinnati is not like kind of the rest of Ohio, do we want anyone in Ohio to be happy? I don't know. But I think I'm, I think, think I like the Rams, even though, well, I was going to say LA doesn't deserve it (laughs) as a former Angelino, but uh, a lot of my friends that were Lions fans and, and are, they've, they always said, this wasn't like they, they, they defected because the Rams got good, but some of my friends out in L.A. always said that as soon as we get a team, and I don't think they bet on getting two teams, they said, I'm, that's going to become my team. I'm done with this Lions BS. So good on them. Rich Nelson, hey, Isaiah, wishing your grandfather a speedy recovery. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. With Matt Weiss uh, at OC instead of Gaddis, now obviously things have clearly changed since uh, you wrote that um, as far as the intel, but... Do you think this impacts how much playing time J.J. will see next year or even when he will start, or do you anticipate that Matt will bring a more pass-heavy offense than Josh did, especially in light of our talented wide receiver room? I do think this will be more pass-heavy because of the talented wide receiver room because you, you even though you've still got two really talented backs that you're going to want to run all the time, I feel like it, it's got to be a more pass-happy offense in general. I don't think it's going to affect the – and I know i got another question on this, but I don't think it's going to affect the – uh, Cade and JJ dynamic. It's just simply going to be when they feel that JJ is ready, then JJ will be the guy. And that could come at Cade's expense or, I mean, Cade can still improve too. I think people constantly look at it as a situation of JJ is going to improve while Cade remains the same. I mean, Cade can step up just as much, you know, we've seen it happen at other schools. We've seen it happen with, uh, you, I mean, I'm even thinking about like Drew Brees. I mean, that's not at a school. That was in the NFL. Drew Brees was written off. Everyone was like, this guy, no good. Then he go, you know, then they bring in Phillip Rivers into San Diego and suddenly Drew Brees is really, really good and never let up. So it could be a similar type of deal. Generic at ERKJ72 over under Andrew Stuber gets drafted in the fourth round. I'm actually going to push. I think he's going to go in the fourth round. Uh, I think that, uh, that's, I, I, if I was to guess right now, and obviously we haven't had the combine yet, I would say Aiden is at worst, the number two pick. Uh, although I saw a mock draft with him going at like number nine, I was like, what are you doing? And it was in recent one. 
They had Ojabo going at number two, and I feel like they were confused between the two people. Uh, but uh, uh, I think Ojabo is probably at worst a top 17 pick. Uh, I think Dax is somewhere between late first into the early third. Uh, Stuber, I think, is fourth. Haskins, I'd say fifth or sixth. And um, who am I missing? I mean, Hawkins, I think, is probably a sixth. And, oh, Hinton, I think, is a third. So that's that's what I got so far. Oh, Vincent Gray, I don't know. Not going to touch that one. Adam Casel at Adam underscore Casel finishing us out with two questions, one from two sports. Football, what are your thoughts on the rumored reorganization of the offensive staff? What changes do you anticipate to the overall scheme if Weiss and Moore share play calling responsibilities? I don't know that you're going to see a massive overhaul of the scheme. I think the scheme will remain largely the same. Uh, but, I mean, obviously there will be different things that either of those guys think work. But I think they probably brought it to the table last year. And that's why things looked different as it was. And I think that that evolution will continue. Uh, as far as the overall reorganization, uh, I love the idea that Grant Newsom finally gets to become a position coach. I hate, it's a love-hate situation, because I hate that Jay Harbaugh is being taken off of a position group that he just absolutely excels in. Uh, but credit to Jay if he is moving, in, uh, in fact, over to defense. Curious to see what Ron Bellamy does with the wide receivers. Uh, the wide receivers haven't had a bona fide wide receiver coach since 2018. And I'm curious to see how that would respond to uh, having a guy who played the position. All right, that's uh, going to do it for segment two. We'll continue on with uh, the third and final segment here momentarily. All right, let's continue on. Some uh, couple that aren't questions, but I w- want to read them. Keith, that Keith, forty-three fifty-five prayers to your grandpa, uh, Isaac Hamlin at Hamstand eighty-seven. Sending good vibes to your family, sir. Not a question, just some encouragement. I appreciate it to both of you, uh, and I hope that uh, the, the last update I have is that he's taken a borderline miraculous uh, turn for the better. So. Uh, while we're still getting some negative stuff from one doctor, the neurologist is like being like, no, this is great. This is well beyond what we anticipated. So uh, it's uh, it's it seems like it is moving in the right direction. And obviously after a stroke, you never know. Uh, but uh, from going from he was going to be put in hospice and uh, everyone come and say your goodbyes to uh, the time to start talking about rehab uh, and all of that. It's, a huge blessing. So thank you for your prayers. Keep them coming. I really appreciate it. Uh, Patrick Shuck at P. Shuck. You might know him as a producer over at ESPNU, uh, uh, channel 84, and uh, over at uh, on Sirius XM. Best side dish for your Super Bowl party. Unfortunately, I won't be having a Super Bowl party. I'm going to be coming back from uh, from Florida. And actually, I haven't really done a Super Bowl party in a long time. Uh, I think the last one I had was probably about 10 years ago when I lived in L.A. Uh, but uh, my anything anything chips and dip, like I used to love like getting like a con queso dip type thing. That's like a, it's I, I know you know what chili con queso is, but like I, I, a lot of times as much as I love to cook and everything. Uh, that was always like I'd go to VG's in Fenton and pick up a, a 
thing of that because it's just it's too good. It's just like cream cheese and cheese and peppers and it's just wonderful. Uh, Andrew at Engineered97. Could AJ Henning be primed for a breakout season in 2022? Uh, he is one of my candidates. Uh, that is a, a piece that I'm starting to work on is 10 potential breakout players this upcoming season. Uh, I thought he was going to break out a little bit more this last year, but I mean, still, I mean, he, he, he had a big touchdown against Ohio state. Awesome return, man. Lights just seem to be turning on late. And, uh, the, the only thing that could really hold him back is, uh, predictability and play calling, you know, where it's like, Oh, AJ headings out there. We all know what he's going to do. And, or, uh, just so many different bodies at the wide receiver position. It's kind of hard to predict anybody to be super awesome just because there's so many guys that could be. But that's my thought. Corey Williams at C-Dub underscore 823. Any truth behind Hart looking at NFL opportunities? How so? If so, how worried are you about them? Uh, and considering they were reported by Angelique Shangelis, that I don't think she reports anything that isn't 100% true. Uh, so I'm sure he's looking at them, but I feel like he'll end up coming back. That's just my gut thought as of Tuesday, 7.38 p.m. So I think he'll end up returning. But never know, because NFL comes calling. As much as you love your alma mater, a step up, big promotion, big pay raise. Hard to hard to say. Kyle B at I Kyle by assuming Weiss fills the OC position. And again, I know that this is an outdated question. Do you see any other major changes other than McCarthy finally being the starter? And this is why I wanted to address this. I don't think that a new offensive coordinator necessarily equals JJ McCarthy being the starter. Because it's Matt Weiss that was the one who was out there saying Cade McNamara had earned the position. And I can tell you that that wasn't just fluff that he tells the media. So I don't think that uh, that's anything that... I, I don't know where that, that comes from. That's what I'm kind of saying. Finishing us out with the entire podcast, Josh Halleck at Josh Halleck 1. And again, this question asked on Monday with Weiss assuming he becomes co-OC, and he will be the co-OC. Do we expect a more balanced approach on O? Well, they were pretty balanced ultimately. It just didn't feel like it. It just didn't, and it wasn't necessarily a per game. But in the end, and I do want to look this up real fast, uh, Michigan, uh, total offense, let's see here. Michigan had the, am I on the right page? 24th offense. 3,001 rushing yards, 3,202 passing yards. So it had a bit of balance when it came to the end result. I want to see it with a little less balance. I want to see it be more, not quite where Ohio State was, 2344 rushing yards and almost 5,000 passing yards, but something more where it's going to be like, uh... I'd, I, w- I would like to see like 2,500 and 4,000. That's what I would like to see those numbers be. So we'll see if it can get there. Uh, don't want to see the rushing attacks be like, I don't want it, I don't want the running game to be under 2,500. I definitely don't want it to be like I'm looking at some of these other schools, Mississippi State, 823 rushing yards, period. You know, that's not, that's not what you want. <laughs> you want more than that, uh, but we'll see. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thank you for watching and or listening. On Friday, you've got my already recorded uh, Michigan journey. 
go you're just life stuff taking a kind of a tangential approach to the podcast so and and again any breaking news type stuff we'll address throughout the week uh, we'll address next week so all right thanks for watching and or listening we'll talk to you soon peace